found out I'm way more Italian than I thought I was uh, recently. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was a revelation for me. Like what? my my five foot tall olive complexion grandma always tried to say she was half Swedish, and it's like where? Uh. <laughs> and then come to find out she's just all fucking Italian. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it seemed a little sus that you yeah. try to claim any bit Swedish. She's both Italian and full of shit, turns out. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. That should have been your first clue. <laughs> <laughs> you part Italian, part full of shit, grandma. Hey, yeah. over here. I'm Swedish over here. Hey, mama mia. Hey, you fucking meatball, but Swedish kind. <laughs> It's okay, I can talk like this. <laughs> I can talk about this. I'm I'm Swedish. I'm a th- <laughs> yeah, wait. Is that, I can is say that, that I'm Swedish. She's trying to say like her meatball game is the best. She's got all the meatball. Look, I, she's I, like I make both the kinds of meatballs and they're both better than you. Whoa, that's a lot of different kinds of meatballs right there. Damn, that's a spicy meatball and also I don't know what the other kind of meatball ergonomic. Is. And, yeah, ergonomically designed meatball. Uh, horse, I think. It's a, uh, it's, a, it's a modern meatball. Thoroughly modern meatball. <laughs> dumb as dog shit like Bill Nye segment where it's just like yeah let's talk about the history of the Cobb salad like <laughs> and, you know it'd be great yeah really dumb mm-hmm. um so have we talked long enough about not this you can tell yeah. we don't like this movie yeah. we, is... we would rather talk about literally anything than this goddamn movie the next edition the Timothy Oliphiles yeah <laughs> but it's spelled with a ph oh you guys get yeah. it because I can talk about him all night long, but no, I, I feel know. like there is a point where we should mention at least the, the name of the fucking... The show has to stay on some kind of formula. Right. So, hello, excellent humans. Welcome to another thrilling episode of Hate Watch, Great Watch. I am your co-host, Hunter Bush, with me as always... Allison Yukulis. And our guest today... Aaliyah Amalani. And Aaliyah, when I was like, hey, yeah, you, you want to come on, do you, do you know what movie you would want to do... What movie did you pick? Dreamcatcher. <laughs> From 2003, based on the book by Stephen King, directed by Lawrence Kasdan, and uh, co-written by Kasdan and William Goldman, who's like a prominent screenwriter. But uh, my other question is, why? <laughs> so Why we, would you do this to we, us? We, did we a, are good friends. We did a true tour de force the first time with Deep Blue Sea. We did, and it was great. Yeah. We really brought the heat with that one. And I figured it, the show's called Hate Watch, Great Watch, well, we did a great watch. Yeah, it's true. I felt like it was time to, you know, as a Gemini, you know, <laughs> time the duality. to cool things I, down. Duality, I to had show to, the other side of the coin. It's a hate watch. And here's the thing. I chose that specific hate watch because I want to bang Timothy Oliphant, if you couldn't tell, and Jason Lee. It's my dream threesome. And they're both in this film. And, uh, and ideally, it would be being filmed by handsome actor Tom Jane. And it would be filmed by handsome actor Tom Jane, who is in the film as well. And I guess, like, I'm going on a Tom Jane theme. I didn't realize how prominent Tom Jane was in my life, but here no, we are. It's a nice through line. Yeah. It, it You know. Surprisingly. The uh, man just wants yeah. his kids back. He's so good, though. So good. So for anybody, uh, you know, who doesn't know. So we did episode 35 was Deep Blue yes. Sea, in which we canonized... 
actor Tom Jane as handsome actor Tom Jane because he's handsome. He's he a handsome ha- guy. He's a handsome man. But the thing is, in Deep Blue Sea, it was him and... LL Cool J, which we didn't need to call LL Cool J handsome. No, no, actor you do not need to clarify that LL Cool J is handsome. The ladies are everybody that him. looks right. It's in the name. It's ladies love there. Cool J. Stimplified. So uh, handsome actor Tom James. So did you say Stimplified? Stimplified. <laughs> Red and Stimpy. Yeah. Was that Stimpy's solo album? Well, I Stimplified. Just picture, I, <laughs> <laughs> I get Stimplified. Um, <laughs> but like in Dreamcatcher, he's only moderately handsome actor Tom Jane in context. Yeah, yeah. There's so much going on in this goddamn movie. And the book. I mean, okay, so for a little bit of context, I'm a big Stephen King fan. Um, Stephen King famously was hit by a van and was really seriously injured and spent some time in the hospital and was on the mend. And uh, uh, apparently they gave him a prescription for very strong painkillers to help with his pain. And he, you know, has had uh, problems with addiction before in his life. So he was like, hey, I'm going to keep on top of this. So he took the painkillers for as long as he needed to, actually needed to. And then was like, okay, I'm going to start, like, I'm going to go off of these as soon as possible. Because I don't want this in my life, right? So uh, apparently this book was written while he was recuperating both, like, on the pills and kicking the pills, which meant he had more pain and wasn't sleeping well. So he's just mentally in a real weird place or actually several really weird places. Mm -hmm. So the book itself is a mess. It's got a weird sense of humor for Stephen King. And Stephen King is not a a, a writer devoid of humor or devoid of pop culture references or devoid of like a silly potty humor or anything, any of those things. But usually it's in a finer balance. He has more of a handle on it. He knows when to deploy it. It's why he's so successful he knows when to do these things um this one is just like it's like the unbridled id you know thing of just like it's every dumb joke it's every like you know inside you know new englandy thing it's it's all the potty humor it's all the dumb you know stephen kingy language that's like you know borderline impenetrable like it's 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 every it's just and it's kind of a mess and he since then has been like yeah, it's not my best work which is him being polite because he's a very polite man um, but yeah, I mean, he's generally a pretty polite guy. Um, they optioned this movie, as far as I know, before the book even came out because they're like, this oh, yeah? is, I think so. That's what I remember. They, cause I was a big King fan at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was big into the dark tower and he had just put out, um, the fourth book uh-huh. wizard and glass. And it was this big Epic, but it did not continue the current timeline. It was mostly flashbacks. Yeah. And then he got hit by a van and I was like, Oh my God, like, is there a chance this writer who I'm really now just getting heavily into could die before also finishing this magnum opus that I am heavily invested in? You know, did you not laugh at me? No, I'm um, laughing at the fact that like that was supposed to be his magnum opus. The Dark Tower is great. Oh, the yeah. Dark Tower. No, oh, I yeah. was thinking you meant no. Dreamcatcher. No, no, no. no, no. Like, okay. No, no the Dark the Tower Dark is Tower a thing. The Dark Tower is what? Seven books? Seven, a, yeah, seven and a half books. And another eight, thing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, okay. yeah, I thought like. And, no, no. But yeah. so then this was mm-hmm. a big news story because they're like, Stephen King is on the mend and writing again. That kind of thing. So I think they optioned this based off the strength of that. Like, oh, this is a book everyone will know the name of because it's just a story that he's writing a book. It's a news story. Everyone is aware of this. And that was a mistake. (laughs) Whoopsie daisy. So I hadn't actually watched this in its entirety before. It was definitely on TV. I remember parts Mm -hmm. of it, especially the bathroom sequence. I had read the book, blind drawn, 
like from the thrift store. I saw right. Stephen King. It was a book I hadn't read before. Oh, you saw him at the thrift store? No. He was like, hey there, Allison. <laughs> Hanging out. You should read my new no. book, Dreamcatcher. Yeah, no. On the spine. I don't do a Stephen King and impression. This, no. And this would have been about, like, 2009, so definitely well after this had been um, written yeah, sure. and even filmed. Um, read it a lot on your roof deck <laughs> Oh back yeah. back when you had that. You know, that's probably a pretty good... Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was lovely. Yeah. Um, but the book was terrible, and <laughs> so I gave it back to the same thrift store I bought it from. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a very catch and release situation. I was just like, "Well, I'm done with it's, this." Was now. it a dream catch and uh, release? No, well, it wasn't. Like, I have a book collection. I keep books I like and want to yeah. give to other people and want to reread, and that wasn't one of them. Yeah. So but this funny. You should say the book was released in 2001. Yeah. And the movie was in 2003. So yeah, I okay. think this was optioned well. before. Yeah. And for any other author, it would be like a newer book, except that Stephen King's so goddamn prolific. I'm pretty sure he wrote a few dozen things in between. Oh, um, Dreamcatcher when I when probably I, got I think he it. averages like a- after the 2000s. I think he averages like a book a year, or wow. a book every like 14 months or something. Yeah, well, that's the thing is like some but years now it's come out like three. Two. Well, yeah, oh. now it's like two or three oh, he's, a year. Yeah. He's picked up the pace. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been getting more prolific as he gets older, which is wild. And yeah, apparently they're that. all equally like. It's not like, oh, boy, he's just pumping out crap. Like, yeah. they're weirdly ambitious and, yeah. you know, big big concepts. I think he's also streamlined his page count. Okay. So, like, they're, they're coming out at, like, five or 600 pages, like, uh, across so the board. a little bit more reasonable than some of his... Right, right. It. Yeah. It, it and, and the stand are big doorstoppers. He, he, like, has multiple... There's multiple editions that you can get. You can get the original one, or there's one that was put out later that's got even more shit in it. Yeah, the director's... Look, I've yeah, done... I I've done cocaine in my life. <laughs> Shocker, everyone. I have never felt inspired to write a fucking book while on cocaine, so God bless the well, man. Well, you're from Philadelphia, not uh, not New England. I mean, Up I... Up there in I New England, Phil- they're like... I think Philly's haunted, too, but, like, I mean, oh, it's not definitely. as haunted as Maine. Yeah, we're one of the oldest cities. Of course we're haunted. I mean, if we're going to go back to the... Uh, I think everything's s- built on graveyards around here. It's true. And I, if we're going to go back to Deep Blue Sea references, the ocean is haunted. It's oh, yeah. New England is haunted as fuck. I want, I want LL Cool J to do a song where the hook is, New England is haunted. <laughs> I just think of, I just think of, like, all this Stephen King shit. I'm like, yo, why is New England so fucking haunted, though? And it's like, oh, it's the Puritans and stuff. Like, they're creepy. Yeah, they, 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 creepy they killed a lot of people who were like, hey, maybe we should do, like, oral sex stuff. And they were like, burn them! Burn them as a witch! Speaking of oral sex... <laughs> Anal. What? Anal. <laughs> oral. So, to update everyone, too, the last time I was on here, we did Deep Blue Sea. And since then, I've, uh, you know, dated in my life. And uh, there was a pandemic in between. Anyway, Humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> I've had sex before. I've done. Co- I've definitely done sex. I've definitely. You know done- when you touch a boob and it feels like a bag of sand. Definitely done cocaine and had sex in my life. Not to brag. Anyway, I started like seeing this guy, talking to this guy. Not even seeing him, just talking to him. I didn't even meet him yet. I'd never seen him. I never seen him. I mean, I saw him. He was cute. Oh, and then okay. I was like, hey, he's cute. He's funny. He's sarcastic. I'm probably. He's probably going to be hard to get to know because he's too sarcastic. But I'll have him get to know me. And I sent him that episode of me just ranting about Deep Blue Sea for two hours. And uh, I was like, here you go. And he still wanted to hang out. And guess what, people? We still hang out to this day. This was in July. And he stuck around. Yeah, see, Hate Watch, Great Watch, we are bringing people together. 
Mm-hmm. We should have like a personals site on the Movie Joan mm-hmm. website to we try should. and make these connections. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to do a, hey, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be filming or filming. I'm going to be recording another episode of the podcast, blah, blah. He's like, oh, hate watch, great watch. And I was like, oh, dang, he remembered though. Oh. Yep. So. Our fans now number the double digits. What? Yeah, so that's right. That was a that was a real exciting moment for everyone involved. Is this our first King? Uh, no, we did Maximum Overdrive, Maximum directed Overdrive. by Stephen King. Directed Wait, by Stephen King. There's yeah. a directed by. There's yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, so. guys, this movie is so messy. It's such a messy bitch it's, that loves drama. It's like drama. a little messy bitch. It is. It's uh, it's super juvenile. I, I know this movie was a commercial failure, but like sometimes movies will fail in, in the U.S. and they'll make money internationally and sort of like make their their uh, their budget back. So they're so not like Google how much it made. Oh yeah. Oh, I, so I, I had shit. just seen that. But it, so they're not like a big loss for the studio, but like they didn't do well here. They just made money internationally. There's no way this movie made any money internationally because. At least 80% of the dialogue is, like, jargon and colloquialisms that, like, will not translate. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they're bad in English. <laughs> they're bad in their native language. Oh, God. It's, like, the, the It's not even... Is... I remember it as being just Jason Lee's character who... Let's do the cast. Let's. Let... It's all cringe all day, You baby. know what? Before we dive too hard into it, let me... I'm going to do a... As brief as I can summary of the movie, which is... Um, there are four friends in, in the present day there are four friends and every year they go to a cabin and they do some hanging out and some hunting and all that kind of stuff you know bro time right it's a cool chill bro hangout when they were kids they made friends with a local uh, mentally challenged uh, child named douglas but they call him duddits because he has a kind of a speech impediment and that's how he says his own name he says i duddits that kid in typical Stephen King cliche fashion is like special. He has special powers and blah, blah, blah. It's basically the shining and he unlocks the shining mm-hmm. in all of them. And they are connected mentally where they can kind of yeah. read each other's thoughts in times of stress and things. So in, in this book universe, whatever it's called, the line. Okay. They oh, have wow. like an, a line. Well, like a, like that's a, not uncommon know. for King to use different terms for different sure. things. It's the same way, like, yeah. you know, different cultures have different well, names for, like, the sun and the moon and things. Like and then, you know. I mean, like, also with the Dark Tower, which we talked about, he kind of, like, brought yes, certain things ties, back into the fold. Yes, and he everything. ties things together yeah. in a larger tapestry way. Right. Um, I mean, that was Castle Rock. Yeah, Castle yeah. Rock was... Got canceled too soon! Far too soon. It was good. Oh, really good so and good. not getting any worse. It was like, It was literally getting better. Yeah. I was either. like, oh. I was like, this is picking up steam for me. This is amazing. And then they're like, nah. Yeah. Which usually is a Netflix move, not a Hulu move. Yeah. But Hulu went, eh. Yeah. Well, and it's like, Don't well, agree. Way to, way to disappoint me, Hulu. You usually are so on top of it. Um, so this year on their camping trip, uh, there is some alien shenanigans, a down ship. <laughs> Things go awry. The aliens are really confusing to me, and I am a pretty smart, and B have seen a lot of fucking movies and a lot of aliens, and these don't make any sense. Yeah, strong sci-fi background on this one. And uh, but so there's like an alien outbreak type of thing, and the military comes in and they're trying to corral it, but some sort of master alien escapes, and he's got a plan to infect Boston, and the only ones that can stop them for some reason are the Dreamcatcher Buds and Duddits. And I have so many questions about even the validity of what I've just said, let alone, like, things in the movie. Mm-hmm. But that's basically the plot. It's four four friends trying to save the world from aliens. It sounds like it should be fun. It sounds kind of like Ghostbusters if you say it like that. It's not. It's not like Ghostbusters. It's not fun. Will we tell them who uh, 
is the one to really save Boston at the end of this. Oh, it's it's the Boston baked bean himself, Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg, and you know that his brother Mark Wahlberg said, "Donnie, you gotta do this movie." Yeah, my 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 Donnie. my theory and joke, but it's also Donnie, a theory. You gotta go play. Is that they contacted Mark Wahlberg like, "Do you want to play Duddits?" And he's like, "Nah, dude, I'm not shaving my head for this. This is crazy. I'm not playing a." They they told me during my, <laughs> during my seminars. <laughs> during my sensitivity training my sensitivity training on the set of the Transformers movies they told me I can't use the R word anymore so I gotta call him learning disabled or differently abled even but he's that and I don't wanna be that and I wanna shave my head so Donnie you gotta go do it cause they might affect Boston bro and if they affect Boston I'm gonna be pissed off somebody gotta somebody gotta save Boston it might be somebody better save Boston Donnie and then they uh, made a burger joint together or something. I right, that's know. how the movie ends. Donuts is like, Wahlburger! They a burger restaurant and... Uh, Wahlburger! It's all good. I mean, honestly, I though, Donuts, Wahlburger! With the, okay, so there's an ending and then there's an alternate ending. And the yeah. thing is, is them opening up a Wahlburgers would have made as much sense as the ending, <laughs> the alternate ending right. for this movie. There are, yes, there are two endings. One is, I guess, canonical. The other one's not. But basically, one is underwhelming and one is dumb shit and i it's i don't even know which one's the better option yeah those are your two options yeah it's crazy so i mean as i said ultimately they could have ended this with uh the Wahlbergs opening up Wahlburgers, and we would have been like yeah that's that that tracks sure yeah honestly <laughs> the rest of the fucking film all right let's throw out our cast really quick so we can we can sort of talk about this movie and i'll say if i'll if i would bang them okay. or not all right we will go, go we will go in um you know marquee order the way they're listed in the credits uh morgan freeman as colonel abraham curtis wouldn't bang because of those eyebrows though that's the other star of this film that's true morgan they decided Freeman's eyebrows some eyebrows they decided to make Morgan Freeman looked like R. Lee Ermey, who, if you don't know, is the drill sergeant from, like, everything but starting with Full Metal Jacket. Yep. Um, he's the, like, you look like a pile of puke. He's that guy. He's from Saving Silverman, yes. everyone. Those are his two, <laughs> yes, main roles. The two things. His defining yeah. roles. <laughs> um, I believe he, was all, he even did a voice on, like, Futurama. Like, he's every drill sergeant. Like, yes. And well, he has. He was actually a drill sergeant. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah he he mm-hmm. was brought on to Full Metal Jacket as a, a technical yeah, yeah. consultant. And, and they were just like, I like like Kubrick was yeah. like, I like his energy, mm-hmm. I like his vibe, I like his look. And he was like, Listen, this is just like, you, this yeah. is just this what is you what would, I would do. Yeah. yeah, and like you know, there was a script, but he was telling the guy like, I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say that. Like, you got to beat these guys in the submission like mentally. So he was like, you know, Kubrick was just like, break them down and build them back up. Yeah. So Kubrick was like, you do it. So then it was, there was just like, you know, him improvising kind of going, you know, wildly off script and like shaking all these actors up. And they were all young actors, you know? So they were like, really, you know, it was, it was, it was not so much acting as reacting to, you know, Arlie Ermey's crazy energy. Mm -hmm. I also would not bang him. Um, I just don't like people. I just don't like people like the idea of somebody yelling at me during sex. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm like a lover, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't feel like he's yelling like a... during sex. Yes, yelling at me during sex. Exactly, no. exactly. It's just like it feels a little abrasive. Yeah, but like, it also like I couldn't, I couldn't personally, I could not fuck Arlie Ermy because <laughs> I can't laugh that much and still be like hard, you know? Yeah, like I just can't because he'd be so a tender lover. Yeah, I would be like, I'd be like sensually, like o- like oiled up and. <laughs> 
candles on the Sade, and I'd be entering him. Don't go I'd Sade. be I'd be entering our No, you know, honestly, if I'm being honest, I would put on that uh that TV on the radio uh album with Wolf Like Me. That's a sexy album. Damn, okay. That's kind of a sexy album. I'd put that on I'd be centrally entering Arlie Ermy. He'd be like He's like, fuck me better, you look like a pile of puke. I'm like, that's hilarious. I love you, R. As long as we're making a slight digression, I, I'm 100% convinced if I... Maybe I read this and this is true, or maybe I just am sure this is true, but his name is Colonel Curtis. He has got to be a reference to Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now because he's an overly obsessed military guy, right? Okay. Yeah. So, moving along. Next, Thomas Jane as Henry. Woodbang. Yeah, I mean, handsome actor Tom Jane. Handsome actor Tom Jane. Here is... As usual, looking really good. Yeah, he looks real good in this. That chin, yeah. I think he like did some some work. Some chin ups. Some chin ups. He did some chin ups, and they are working. Yeah, uh, he's a handsome actor, not a great therapist. No, he's a terrible fucking therapist. Terrible As somebody shrink. who's in school for psychology, he uh, really did not follow protocol in any way. No, he's like too bored to give a shit, so he just is like, I'm just gonna poke this fucking. I'm just gonna guy. use my my special shining powers and tell this the guy line. exactly what happened because he's lying to me and wait so their their psychic powers called the line and curtis is always talking about crossing the curtis line jesus christ that's just dumb right like confusing writing uh, damn it this i don't movie. remember the curtis line he says it a couple times okay. he's like the they just line. crossed the curtis line okay. hey owen you just crossed the curtis line okay. me and my eyebrows won't stand for this <laughs> okay. dude they sense things yeah like fucking antennas oh god all right so next much Jason Lee as Beaver. You know I'd fuck that. Yeah, I mean, Jason Lee looks good here. Dude, yeah. oh my god, him as a fucking baby skateboarder makes me want to, like, die in the best way. And then even him in this movie, okay, so we should go over his character in this movie, which is to say he is every single fucking wise-ass kid in glasses in every single Stephen King yeah, work every, that has, like, a group of friends. Yeah, every group of Stephen King friends has, like... The wise-ass who is almost always, like, kind of shrimpy and has glasses, but he's, like, a motor mouth. And, you know, I, I mean, not that that archetype doesn't exist in real life, but, like, I'm that guy, but I'm not shrimpy. I'm a very large man. I can handle myself. But at the same time, I do talk a mile of shit a minute. There was Richie Tozer to. and yeah. Tozer and It, and then uh, whoever Corey Feldman's character was yeah. in Stand By Stand Me. Stand By Me, and I'm sure others, like... Yeah. He was the exact, he's the exact same as those characters. Yeah. Um, and then he was just a slew of failed fucking catchphrases. It's like, it's all this like slang and terminology and colloquialisms that like don't exist anywhere except maybe the New England or maybe just even King. this movie. There are fuckeries, fuckaroos, fuckeralls, fuckarows. Jesus. They're different. They have different meanings, which is fine. I mean, like, it's like the... Japanese is a tonal language. Like, oh, they sound similar, but they mean different things based on the tone. Okay. He says, bitch in a buzzsaw. He says, Jesus Christ, bananas. Fuck me, Freddy, a lot. Fuck a duck in the book. I don't actually remember him saying it in the movie, but I remember him saying it in the book. Mm. Kiss my bender yeah. is a, a couple of times. One is a double fuckaroo. Double fuckaroo. Yeah, I have that one I, right down here. It's just like, it's so crazy. Um, and he also like has to chew on a toothpick all the time. In his introductory scene is him in a bar. He gets a shot of whiskey, puts a toothpick in, then takes a shot of whiskey with the toothpick in the glass. And I'm just like, it just seems hard to do. Yeah. Which is funny because it kind of turns out that... Toothpicks all... are what kill him. Yeah, toothpicks are what kill him. And that he wasn't the actual alcoholic in this film. No, no. They introduce mm -hmm. him as, like, the guy that drinks. But, like, yeah. we learn later. Continue on with the list. Yes. Uh, not the alcoholic, but Damian Lewis as Jonesy. Would not fuck. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm just... 
You know, the only... No gingers. No, uh, if you're Ewan McGregor, yeah. <laughs> Which I think we need to go back and correct, remember? This is true. Okay, correction time. Corrections and omissions, <laughs> like, Corrections. On a, like on a uh, Legends of Philadelphia episode. So, uh, there was an episode um, in which y'all said that there's no ginger leading men, completely forgetting about Ewan McGregor. We were mistaken, that's mm-hmm. true. Ewan McGregor Yeah, I was trying to think of like a marquee actor, like an actor that could, you know, in Hollywood's eyes, like lead a movie, be the be the, yeah. the name on the on the marquee. And mm-hmm. I was like, there's no gingers, right? Nope, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Yep. I thought Gillian Murphy was, but it, he's not a ginger. He's kind of more of a brunette. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, I guess you could debate me that like Ewan McGregor is like Auburn, but like, fuck off, he's a ginger. Yeah, I mean he's the closest. Uh, we've seen train spotting. He has red pubes. Yeah. Okay, like I've it's... seen many, many instances of yes. Ewan McGregor. Actually, Ewan McGregor. His remember dick when shows he in a lot of movies. Yeah, remember when he used, used to, to co-star with his dick? Yeah. Like yeah, it was yeah. a, it was, was like a thing. Abbott and Costello act. Yeah, that was his thing. He was. He said it was like a feminist statement or something. Yeah. That he's like would just be getting naked in hey, all listen, of his films. I am a one hundred percent on board for more casual dick in movies. And more just casual like Ewan casual dick. Just like casual dick, just like yeah. not like oh, not like porno dick where it's like oh they're gonna fuck now, but just like like you see sideways. Uh no. So there, there's a scene where great character actor M. C. Like, Ganey. I was thinking more like Harvey Keitel dick showing up in the piano. There we go. Very good. Um, uh, but uh, character actor M. C. Ganey um chases I think it's Thomas Hayden Church out of his house and M. C. Ganey's like a heavy dude and he just comes out dick a swinging mm-hmm. and it's like it's. Impressive. I mean, like it's an impressive scene I mean, just for an the impressive hog. It, it's okay, but it's it's impressive. Like the the energy in that scene, yeah. just by having like a bare dick in it, you're just like, wow, the scene is now like heightened. Yeah, I mean that's actually one of my favorite things in uh, Dewey Cox is where it's just him on the phone and you just have a dick that pops into yeah. frame, just like right next to his head. Yeah, and it's, it's like, just like mm. that's like that's a bold move. Yeah, famously, Kevin Bacon in Wild Things. Nope. Uh, which was apparently a blocking issue where like Matt Dillon was supposed to hand him the towel like a little higher Dude. and he fucked it up and they were like that's and they didn't tell Kevin Bacon that we're using the cut with your dick in it. Uh, and so then it then it like premiered and I think he was in the premiere and he's like, oh, that's my dick. Great. I would rather see uh, Matt Dillon's dick, to be honest. Listen, Kevin PH. Bacon. Kevin Bacon got no, nothing to be ashamed of. Oh, okay, well. Uh, yeah, well, it's pretty good. Local boy. Local boy. Yeah. Local boy done good. Local boy does good. <laughs> Making us look good. <laughs> With his genuine Philadelphia cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nice dick, dude. Hey, I saw you over there. That dick, it was perfect. Yeah, usually some dude's like, yo, check out my dick. And I'm like, yeah, you better take that shit back across the Benny Frank. Yo, Anthony. But you, Kev, you good. Beautiful dick. Yeah, uh, Damien Lewis in this... He's, I think he might be having the most fun of anybody in the movie, but like, it's not fun to watch. He's too nothing for the first half. It's, it's, so he's a British actor, I believe British. British actor. And he's doing a, he's doing a, like, you know, crushed down American accent. Like they all, all, a lot of British actors do that. Like, hey, this is how I talk because I'm British. I'm trying to suppress my British accent. And then he gets to do this split personality bit, which we'll get to. And instead of, I believe instead of just doing his voice. It's like, you know, maybe like it's it's a heightened version where he just sounds like Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. Where he's like, that's right. I'm British now because an alien is inside of me. And you're just like, what? Uh, what? And it's like it's shot weird. I don't understand. But yeah, I think he might of all the cast might be having the most fun. But yeah, it's just like it's kind of too little too late to get there for me. 
So continue on with that cast list. We're on Damian yes. Lewis and uh, Damian Lewis his fuckability levels, which is like, eh, no, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Move along. Yeah, Homeland or whatever that show he was on. Was I great. mean, like, I thought he was like, okay looking in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I think it was just because of his style. You know, like oh, the like, yeah. 70s aesthetic. Like, yeah, I was yeah. like, all right, we can do this. I mean, he's not a bad looking guy. It's funny, though, because Damian Lewis was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with the next actor you're going to mention. Oh, yeah, that's Segway. true. Yeah. They're working together again. Oh, Timothy just... Oliphant as Pete. What fuck over and over and over and over again? Yeah, baby. You were talking about his style, and I was like thinking how in this, <laughs> and I couldn't think of who he was reminding me of. I'm like, right, Yukon Cornelius from the... Uh... Oh, yeah. From the, the, the Rankin-Bass uh Yeah, holiday. Rudolph the Red-Nosed yeah. Reindeer. <laughs> yeah. There were definitely reshoots like, on this movie where he has like yeah, a fake yeah. goatee on he and does. it looks bad. It looks like clip art <laughs> in real life. Like it's rough. Um, Yeah, Tim Oliphant. Let's talk but, about Tim Oliphant briefly. We see you're trying to make a movie. Would you like some help? Yeah. <laughs> you said clip art. I thought clippy. Clippy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey there. It's me. Clippy. It's me. Yeah. Stephen King. <laughs> it looks like you're trying you to see, make a movie. I see you're trying to make an adaptation of one of my books. Would you like some help? Don't do Dreamcatcher. It's not good. <laughs> I don't like it. Too late. Oh, no. Oh, you're locked in? All right. See you later. Bye. Fuckaroo. It's going to be a real fuckaroo or whatever. <laughs> Bye. I would probably have used Clippy more if he was Stephen King. Yeah, right? Yep. Glasses, yeah, weird, weird glasses floppy hair. Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Stephen King, in Castle Rock, Bill Skarsgård, another fuckable yep. actor. And in fact, I prefer him to his brother because everyone likes his brother. But no, I like the weirdo, buggy-eyed he, clown uh, one. The brother's from... The Vampire Show? No, this True Blood. True Blood, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I never watched it because I hate Anna Paquin, but that's uh, for the another day. The first season is so much fun because it is a murder mystery with vampires, oh. and then anything after the first season Sucks. I can't care about. Yeah, I oh. I didn't really watch. I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, this is a cool conceit, but I was yeah. like, I was in a band at the time and didn't have a lot of like free Friday nights or whatever, and I was like, okay, cool. I was like, I'll catch it later, and then I watched the premiere of the second season, yeah, and I was like. <laughs> this show is crazy yeah. as fuck, yeah. and I couldn't possibly care. Oh, and Anna Paquin's half a fairy, and also other things are happening. I'm hey, like, hey, hey, that's uh-uh. offensive. You can't say that now. <laughs> half a fairy? What? She's um. bi curious. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, God. That's I what they it. taught me in the sensitivity training, bro. You <laughs> yeah. can't call her half a fairy. You can't call That'll get that you fired. Anymore. They were like, Mark, you're going to be working around all these kids. So if you oh. keep talking the way you always talk, those kids are going to go to jail. But yeah, like, I, I can do vampires, I can do werewolves, but, like, once you start being like, and then there's all the monsters The fey folk, and you can't? Yeah. Can we, um, can we try to convince Mark Wahlberg to take up a singing career just to do a Halloween-themed album? Yes. Because I, I, I want him to do the Monster Mash. My friend the other night did an entire rendition of Monster Mash as Bruce Springsteen, and if you haven't seen it on my fucking Instagram, that's great. go and watch it, because it is... Actually, the other day after I had uh, sex, because I have sex, you guys. <laughs> have sex. <laughs> after I had the sex. Anyway, let's go around the room. Have you had sex? We'll start with Aaliyah. Have you had sex? Yeah. Allison? Yes. <laughs> I also have had sex. Sick. <laughs> no virgins here, baby. <laughs> no virgins. <laughs> no virgins. 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 Hate watch, great watch. The show that fucks. <laughs> Oh, I oh, mean, if you didn't oh, know oh, that already. So, stupid. <laughs> so a bunch of years ago, I was like, I think I'm going to go to karaoke one night. And I was like, I think I'm going to do a song, but I'm going to do it like dancing would do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went on, I think I had Facebook at the time. And I was like, I was like, hey, what's a song I should do 
as Danzig that's not a Misfits or Danzig song. <laughs> and um, Joe Reno, you know Joe Reno. Of course I do. I uh, love Joe Reno. Yeah, a friend of, one of I my guess, children. I guess friend of the show, Joe Reno, yeah. was like, I my told child. He was like, Ooh. I told, I think he said he told his sister, and they both thought it was hilarious, and yeah. one of them suggested, yeah, uh, suggested, um, no doubts, I'm just a girl. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, that's so good. <laughs> that so is. I was like, I, I like practiced it, and then it got rained out. There was oh, too much. I was no. like, no. But I was like, it like at home being like, oh, I'm just a girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, me and my friend. That's all that you let me be. <laughs> me and my friend who passed away sadly uh, years ago came up with a Mother's Day song of Danzig, which is Mother's Day. <laughs> Mother's Day. Tell your children to celebrate. <laughs> Buy a flowers, bake a cake. That's fucking real good. Yeah. He's no fun at all. He would hate all of this. He's going to sue us into the ground. Well, this is it. This is goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Don't be a Danzig. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. But to to circle back, what I was saying about Bill Skarsgård earlier was is that he specifically lost weight for Castle Rock to make his eyes even buggier. He's good good in the movie. Or show. Yeah. Yeah. He's good in whatever he does, because I just like to look at him. Um, we saw him in, what's it called, mm-hmm. Villains? Yeah, Villains is great. Yeah, Villains is really good, and he's very good in it, because it's a weird character, because he's kind of, you know, he's kind of dumb and kind of, like, a nice guy, but he's he's a bad guy. He's a bank yeah. robber, kind of. Or, well, he's a... Uh, There's, like, no good people in that movie. No, though. yeah, he's, like, a stick-up artist, um, but he's kind of, like, a sweetheart at the same time, so it's a weird mm. line to walk, and he's very good in it. Um, and uh, my dude from Burn Notice, uh, Jeffrey Donovan. But yeah, so Timothy Oliphant would go back to him and how much I want to like, yeah. you know. Lick that popsicle. Ugh. Even it, it's pizzicle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a pizzicle. He remember he calls yeah. himself a pizzicle <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. Is a pizzicle. Yeah, he's he just has. He's a he's a actually like genuinely very good actor. Most recently, he was on uh, a couple episodes of The Mandalorian, like two episodes. Of the no, one episode yeah. so far. Oh, did he not come back at the no, finale? He didn't, he didn't come I back, was, but like yeah. they, I, there's rumor that they want to yeah, like yeah. do a series of them because he's so good. He's so charming and charismatic. Yeah, he Watch basically his plays with Conan. Oh yeah, he's great on Conan every time. Um, mm, they're he best was, friends. That's why you can trust him. Uh, talking about being pissed off when stuff got canceled, we were watching Santa Clarita yeah. Diet. Yeah, Santa Clarita Diet is great. It's really very good it's great uh he's great in it you know it's he's just he's very charismatic and magnetic we were talking about it while we're watching the movie he's in a scene in scream 2 uh it's the kind of the the scene from scream 2 yeah which is where they are meta and talk about what sequels could possibly be better than the original Mm -hmm. sequels are useless blah 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 and they start naming sequels that are arguably better and he has i think the standout line from that scene which is the standout uh, scene from the movie he's like i got it by the way the Godfather, part two. And he's just like, he's he plays like Mickey, is his character name. And he's kind of an asshole, and you kind of don't like him, but as an actor, he's very magnetic. Like, he just, he's really good yeah. in, you know. And he's only gotten better um, since then. You know, like, he's only, like, come into his own more. And, like, in this, he's pretty good. You know, it, it's, it. this movie's a rough balance because you have technically kind of four leads but also you have no leads. And the then the movie's split. Also following another story with well, the and military I was say, And then the split, movie's split in half where the four leads are over here and the other side is the military. Yeah, the, and lead, it's, the it's real lead is Morgan Freeman's eyebrows. Yeah. But I was going to say with... Uh, they did get the Oscar that year. <laughs> really? You know, they were like, that movie is awful. 
But we he have actually, to acknowledge. It was so, so, I mean, a lot of people thought it was like kind of inside baseball. Not inside baseball, but it was collusion kind of that he was the one that presented the award. He was like, and the award for best eyebrows goes to, Maybe. oh, my eyebrows from Dreamcatcher. Sure oh, come on up here, boys. Extensions. And then they, they had to push them up on a skateboard. Oh, my God. So there was a, did you read the heart? So, just picture what I said. It's fun. Yeah, no, I mean, I love that. Like, I'm pretty sure that Morgan Freeman had eye, eyebrow extensions in oh, that film. Oh, yeah. These are, yeah. to be clear. These are not Morgan They're Freeman's not. eyebrows. Google any photo of Morgan Freeman and be like, oh, that guy has like normal eyebrows. nice eyebrows. Manicured, very nice, handsome man. The t-shirt for this episode is just an envelope with the insert coming out saying Morgan Freeman's eyebrows, eyebrows from Dreamcatcher. <laughs> with eyebrows on it. Yeah. How is Morgan Freeman in arguably the best Stephen King like adaptation? And, and the worst. And the worst. Yeah. He's like, I'm only going to do two. Uh, <laughs> the middle the other, is not for Morgan. The other one is the Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption yeah, is like, is... I mean, like, you know, your mileage may vary. I love The Shining. I'm not saying Shining's not good. But, like, I think The Shawshank Redemption is just, like, such a solid movie that appeals to so many people that The Shining won't appeal. To, like, people who don't like horror movies can still like The Shawshank Redemption because it's not a horror movie at all. It's just a kind of a crime drama. He's not in The Shining, dude. Who? You were saying Morgan Freeman. No, no, no. no, no, no I was no. just talking about best, oh, okay. was in, best he was, king. He was best in uh, Shawshank. Okay. I was I in The Shining. I, I played Dracula, but yeah, I was I cut out. I didn't realize in what context we're talking about The Shining. I thought you were saying Morgan <laughs> Freeman was in The Shining. <laughs> about not... Morgan Freeman as Dracula in The Shining. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe like he was Hello, like Mr. a Torrance. receptionist <laughs> yeah. at the college. Yeah, but he was something. Dracula. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the administrator will be right along to see you. Blah. Damn, this turned into a a Monster Mash again. (laughs) Monster Mash by Mark Wahlberg coming uh, Halloween 2022. We did the mash, bro. Hey, they did a mash. It was a real graveyard smash. It was a graveyard smash. (laughs) You know, I was working in the lab late one night, and um, (laughs) there was something, something, and an awful fright. I just, uh, they did this thing called... The, the monster mash. Uh, You're turning into buddy. Christopher Walken. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was a real graveyard smash. Uh, <laughs> oh, Frankenstein man. and his son were there. Last yeah, two, last two guys in the main cast. We All got right. Tom Sizemore as Owen. Uh, would not fuck. Would not. Name the last actor in the main cast here. Final actor, Donnie Wahlberg. Would fuck. Only in New Kids in the Block era, though. That's um, so wild to me that you're like, I'd fuck him, but only in the New Kids. Yeah, no, the but like... The cringiest timeline. I, well, he was handsome then. And like, also, I would bang Mark Wahlberg anytime. Even the fucking crazed Mark Wahlberg and his ridiculous schedule Mark Wahlberg, which we can talk about. Mark Wahlberg's workout routine, which is like waking up at <gasps> 3 a.m., 2.30 in the morning. 2.30. I don't Because he has to times. get a half an hour in to say his prayers. That thing is he he does some prayer stuff. He needs to say hi to he God. Hits, yeah, he hits the gym. Um, he has like, you know. Snack time? Yeah, specifically like timed and regimented meals. Uh, he has regimented have, family time. Do you have, have it? I have the Ooh, schedule. Yeah, please the read The coveted schedule. Please yeah. read. Uh, allegedly. Alleged. His True. typical daily schedule. At 2.30 a.m., wake up. Well. At 2.45 a.m., prayer time. Yep. God. At three fifteen a.m., breakfast. Mm-hmm. At between three forty and five fifteen a.m., workout. A long yeah. five thirty a.m. post workout meal. Mm-hmm. Six a.m. shower. Seven thirty a.m. golf. Eight a.m. <laughs> which is forgot about only golf. Only half an hour. Only half an hour of golf. 
Yes. Well, he's, he's not yeah. doing a whole game. He's just hitting a couple of 8 a.m. snack. Maybe that's while he's golfing? I mean, I would eat some snacks while I'm golfing. Oh, yeah, you could have like apple slices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mush a few almonds. Bring some, yeah, I was yeah. going to say bring some nuts, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can um, maybe take like a reasonable sandwich. Have a time. Yeah, 9.30 yeah. a.m., cryo chamber recovery. But that was, a, that was still an hour and a half between snack time and cryogenic chamber. Let's yeah. just note that. Hour and, half, hour and a half for like... Eight holes of golf is like that's yeah, but if okay. he's not playing golf and he's just snacking, it's a little, uh seven. Well, seven thirty a.m. is the start of golf, and then nine thirty is the start of the cryo chamber. So it's so like two yeah, hours. two hours to do like a round of golf and whatever you got to do. Although huh. he does mention eight a.m. as the snack time, and we are still unsure though if it's both golf and snack time it's or pro- yeah, it's got to overlap, right? It has to. There's no way he's golfing for a half an hour and then snacking for an hour and a half. <laughs> it seems odd. Yeah, it seems like it would be uh, off. Ooh, maybe snacking is like code. Oh, look. <laughs> oh, I, for all of you out there, Hunter just uh, referenced. Hunter did a reference. Hunter did a gesture that you all know he did. Uh, eating pussy. That's oh, right. I'm a big fan. All right. So 930 uh, is the cryo chamber pussy. recovery. 1030 a.m. snack. More snacks. 1130 oh, a.m. <laughs> family time slash meetings slash work calls. I like how he can't just fit in family time. He's like. No. Well, he's like. This is the well, only thing he's like tripled up on. He's like. He's like golf. It's just golf, dude. It's and he's like, snack time. snack time. Yo, do not talk to me while I'm fucking eating my almonds, bro. I'm talking he's to like, God. I'm talking to <laughs> almonds. But he's like, sometimes I'm hanging out with the kids, but they're fucking boring. They're talking about all their fucking Pokemons or whatever, and I got to make a call. <laughs> and yeah, no, he, I got to lock down mile 27 or whatever. He's got to schedule in his family time, but along with his work calls. He's like, yeah. look, if I get family time, I get family time. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know who I am. He's in on moment. the phone with like, yo, David Ayer, you got to get me the fuck out of here. I can't be here anymore. Yeah, that's great, Billy. You mm. look real good on a unicycle. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to get away from my stupid kids. He's on a unicycle. It's embarrassing. Look, I'm just a man. I can't predict my day. I don't know what the Lord has in store for me. That's why I talk to him every morning. I asked him for a hell half an hour this morning after I woke up like, what, what can I do to get my kid off this unicycle? So I forgot. Confused. After family time. Okay. Because, yeah, after family time slash meeting slash work calls, <laughs> one o'clock is lunch. Mm-hmm. Two o'clock is, is meeting slash work calls. Three o'clock is pick kids up from school. Hmm. When are his kids at school? Wait, what because time was, what time was 11, family time? 11 a.m. Hmm. So that might be... No, that might man. be kids too young for school and... Oh, maybe. Wife. Yeah. But Family that's, time. That's the thing is like... Or maybe he like video conferences with his parents. Yeah. Or his brothers. Yeah, his but like, brothers. Yeah, you're, yeah, not they hanging, about you're not hanging they out talk with about your school stuff. kids. That's why it's family time slash business shit. Because okay. he's like, he's like, yo, Donnie, what's going on, dude? Maybe yo, that's like when it's weekend. I don't know. Hey, what's going on with the... Uh, you know, I heard there was like a cheddar shortage because of like <laughs> the pandemic or whatever. There's not as much cheese as it used to be. Did you solve that or whatever? Hey. Hey, I'm just a guy. Where's the beef? Yeah, and Donnie's like, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You were in the Dreamcatcher. I don't care, dude. It's not a good movie. I mean, I know I was in The Happening, so, like, we both made mistakes. <laughs> 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 Previous episode of The Happening, 46. Oi, they. All right. Continue on with Mark Please. Wahlberg's schedule. Yeah. 3 p.m. was pick up kids at school. 3.30 p.m. snack. More snacking. Third, snack, third snack, 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 snack. No. Yeah, the kids snack. are all watching Hey Arnold in the den. Uh, <laughs> Four p.m. workout number two, five p.m. shower, five thirty p.m. dinner slash family time, seven thirty p.m. bedtime. He yeah, only counts. he sleeps for seven hours a day. Yep. 
Which is, I mean, that's a good amount. It's fine. Yeah, yeah that's not like a crazy that's, amount. That's not how I do. <laughs> no, you're not. Like, I don't want to break it to you. You're not Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I know. I've seen your abs. They're not Mark Wahlberg's abs. I like, yeah. I like though, how fucking Mark Wahlberg, all of his family time, it has to be mixed with something else. You know what? I'm just going to go for broke here. I figured out what you should call it whenever you remake this movie. <laughs> yeah, go for broke. What is it? The day the shit was different. <laughs> what? Okay. Yes. What does that mean? Because it's sh- same shit, different day. Oh, and this is the day good. the shit was different. Well, okay, so what Allison is referencing is one of the many like colloquialism euphemism things that like appear in this yeah, there's like which a is all the friends jokes in their group yeah yeah, yeah yeah and like that feels very realistic sure. but it's also bonkers because yeah. there's so many and we don't really get enough text in the film right in the book it's a it. little you get a little yeah. more context you get like yes that beaver is the guy that always says all these things and we all think it's funny so we pick it up and run with it do kind we of think stuff it's funny? and they, they do. do okay uh High five. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so, you know, you get a lot of that in the book. Uh, but, yeah, one thing is SSDD, which stands for Same Shit, Different Day, which is a, a phrase I'm sure you've probably heard, but, again, is not translatable into all languages. Therefore, this uh, this movie, again, cannot have made any money internationally. So, oh, you forgot that. Yeah, let's I had, tell, let's I had it, box and office. then we were talking about others. Oh, God, I also have Mark Wahlberg's actual, like, what he ate for snack. Which, oh, God. Oh, man. The diet. Gulf, the golf this, snack. This, this episode is, like, not about the movie, but I Here's don't care. Thing. I think it's really interesting. Thematically, I, I think it is kind of like the movie because the movie's such a hot piece. Of <laughs> yeah, it doesn't follow any sort <laughs> of it's, order. It's so random and scattered and same brain and yeah. looping back on itself. Okay. That, that makes sense. That um, makes sense. Yeah, so I love his, this argument. So his golf snack is 10 turkey meatballs. Wow. What? Um, Stop it, Mark is, Wahlberg. This is, this is I like to go out on the links, eat a couple of balls, eat a couple. Of, <laughs> I like to eat a couple of balls and hit a couple of balls, bro. It's okay. Uh, soon after the filming of the 2018 film Mile 22, this was what Mar- Mark Wahlberg's oh, normal schedule looked like, including specific meals prepared by his personal chef. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like he's. So breakfast number one it. would be stuff like steel oats and peanut butter, blueberries and eggs. Steel oats. Steel I mean, oats. I like steel. Yeah. Oats. Isn't that the band he no, joined steel, in Rockstar? Steel cut no. oats. No. Um, I do, I do enjoy it. I, he joined I like the band the Steel. <clears throat> the joke is that he joined the band Steel Panther in the movie Rockstar. Oh my god, which Timothy Olyphant was in. Is he really? Yep. I've literally never seen it. I've never seen it either, but he's in it. I own it because we're going to do it with future guest Tina. She's been on the podcast a million times. She loves Mark Wahlberg. We're definitely doing it. He's in that movie, and yeah. he wears a terrible wig. And here's the thing. Timothy Olyphant is rarely ever unfuckable to me. Probably what I'll do is if whenever we do schedule that episode with Tina, because we've already locked that in, I will text you and be like, watch that movie and then give me like your one paragraph. Oh, I will. I will tell you some words. Timing in on because, again, we've established in previous episode, Deep Blue Sea, Aaliyah, all in for handsome actor Tom Jane. All in. We are adding... Uh, who, again, you can nominate one person from this movie. Who is Timothy it? Oliphant. Is it Timothy Oliphant? That's Always. what I assumed. You're you're adding Timothy Oliphant to the Mount. I'll, I'll call it Mount Crushmore of Aaliyah's personal, you know, uh, crushes. I mean, like if you want to know who the other ones realistically are, it's Paul Rudd, which is right now People Magazine's sexiest Sex man, man of the year, and then uh, Sam Rockwell, Sam Rockwell, and Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. You like Jason Lee? Donald Glover. Oh yeah, it's all these are all like mentioned, but yeah, 
Did you oh. want the, uh, the box, box office? office. <laughs> box office. This I, is a tangential episode. Listeners, if you haven't noticed. Tangential. Allison, go ahead. Uh, so, the box office gross for the North American domestic market was okay. $33,685,268. That seems 30, like way more it, than it should have been. $33 million? Okay, but like, like how much over. did it cost to make? The production budget was $68 million, sorry. Oh. And so it made like half. Oh, okay. Worldwide was uh, $75 million. What? It fucking... $715,436. No. So I it did more. surpass its production budget, but not by. Oh, wait, 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 not wait, 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 but still, the fact that it passed. So it made it, it made thirty three million. What was the worldwide? Seventy five. Okay, so it made another forty five in the rest of the entire world. Yeah. And what was the total cost? The production budget was sixty eight. So sixty eight. So it did turn a slight profit when yeah. you factored in everything. Yeah. That's impressive, and also not what I thought, and also I think it's a lie, and also Morgan Freeman's eyebrows are telling me that's a lie. Let's look at what notes we have, because I feel like... Uh, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. Probably we've some... been talking forever. I we haven't like talked about this movie have... because it's terrible. Yeah, but I feel like we probably have some weird notes, because I feel like... like Right here, I, I have a thing Wait, that says... They, oh. It opens with an altered logo, oh, it's where called, all it's... the company logos are like snow and it's frosty ca- and whatever. It's called a snow-go instead of a logo. Well, high five. High <laughs> <Hey>, five. <laughs> snow-go. Okay, so the Timothy yeah. Oliphant, a uh, woman comes in and she's like, hey, um, I'm you know a realtor and I'm supposed to close on a house and I, I lost my keys. Can you print me a, a duplicate copy of keys? And he's like, that takes like a whole day, but I might be able to find your keys. I'm really good at finding stuff. And as we learn, everybody in this group is, you know, kind of like low-key psychic. So he's like, I'll, I'll help you out. So she's like, oh, I bought a coffee, and then I paid for it, and then I went out to the car, and I lost my keys. And he goes in, in the, you know, quickie mart or whatever, and he's like, you bought a candy bar, didn't you? And he, like, walks, he does a little twirly finger thing, and he walks over, and he's like, it was a Mars bar. And my first thought was, they have Mars bars in America? I thought Mars bars were only mm, They exist, the but UK. I don't know if uh, they exist anymore. Well, I thought they were yeah. only, like, British. No, no, my no. grandma got me into Mars bars a million years ago. My uh, Italian grandmother, who's not Swedish. I just want to, like, mention here, like, some of my weird, weird notes, which is I'd buy all the cars from Timothy Oliphant. So he sure. plays a car dealer in this movie. So, of course, like, he's, like, all handsome and charismatic. And women won't date him in the movie, apparently, which is not believable at all. In the movie, Timothy Oliphant, at one point, is, like, stressing on six months later that this woman wouldn't go to a clams place with him. And it's like, no, you're too good looking to like fucking stress about one woman. It's, I'm sorry, it's not. No, believable. it's just weird that anybody would still be like, oh, that girl didn't go for Clint. So my my theory is that Oof. he invites every woman he hits he has on to, to because he's too good looking. Yeah, bake clams at this place because it's the best clams in the state, and then nobody's <sighs> taking him up on it. I did have an issue with a bit of the acting in this where it felt like. Things were a little, I don't know, forced or whatever. And I mean, I'm, I, there was a lot of effects-heavy sequences in this, so I could I know imagine... we have, like, diverged so much yeah, in this movie. Mm. A lot of this movie is exposition, because it's adapting a, you know, full-length novel, which is full of these, like, asides and, like, character development and stuff. And it's trying to cram that all into an average runtime movie. And it's maybe a little long, but it's not, like... You know, it's not like five hours or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, 
I mean, what's also crazy is I don't remember it working very well in the book either because the book is kind of short compared to like some. No, like it's it not short. The it's, stand. it's an average length. Short in the stand is like not hard to do. That right. thing is like 10,000 10, pages. It's not, but it is probably about a thousand pages. Yeah, it's, it's the, probably like 1,200 yeah. pages, especially the version yeah. you read, which has all the deleted I know, all shit, the which is like 1,400. Like. But um, I feel like we need to talk about the one good part of this movie, which sure. is like they had a really cool thing where it's called the Memory Files, which is like a library of your brain. Memory Warehouse. The Memory Warehouse. Never, sorry, I kept calling it a memory library because it was built like a library, but that was, to me, the only cool part of this film because yeah. as a psych student, I thought that was really fucking neat. And like he could look out in his own mind, which I've done a lot of acid. Um, I've had sex. I've had sex. Um, you guys, I've, like, I'm cool. I've lived a life. <laughs> I've lived. In the memory warehouse, it feels like, so, like, Damian Lewis's character like looks out a window at his own life, which on acid, if you've ever done acid, you have a separation from your body and your ego. So Sometimes feel like you're looking out of your own body. Like it feels like it depends the alien. Depends on how much acid you do. Yeah, it depends true. on your headspace. For yeah. me, it feels like always like normally it feels like the little alien in uh, Men in Black when the they open up the body oh, they and there's like the, face the aliens is. controlling the. That's how I feel when I'm doing acid. Is like I feel like I'm just looking out at my own eyeballs, which is really interesting in this movie and I wish that they explored this concept more which is like this like separation of self and ego and like these like like levels of consciousness I and wish this was more of a uh, psychologically introspective I, movie yeah and I wish like because okay so like the thing of the uh, we haven't that's even, crazier than anything in the movie we haven't even the talked the fact that you're like I wish this was more psychologically <laughs> introspective we haven't even talked about the butt aliens yet no yeah. so we're so many hours in we have to talk about butt aliens and I'm like there's some Freudian right. shit going on here <sighs> So, like, we're talking about levels of consciousness. We're talking about, like, like separation of the id, the ego, and the fucking super ego. And, like, there's some Freudian shit going on with these butt monsters. And I wish they explored this concept more. But instead, they were like, here's some dude farting. In the movie, when, uh, like, we mentioned when we did the, like, I did the roundup of, like, what the plot is. There's an alien kind of invasion. It's not, like, a planned invasion. It seems like a ship has gone down and... Maybe there has been some, like, you know, stragglers away, survivors who are, like, wandering away from the crash site. When the military approaches the ship, the down ship, all these aliens are projecting their thoughts into the minds of the pilots. And they're like, you know, oh, there's no infection here. We're not dangerous. We're not here to hurt you. Blah, 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 blah. Morgan Freeman and uh, Tom Sizemore are, you know, piloting helicopters and they're opening fire and you know they they blow up the ship and a bunch of these aliens so they look like kind of like the typical gray aliens like long limbs big heads whatever but they keep like all of a sudden like like becoming a different alien which the, the weirdest reference i can make is that it looks like the shit you ride in golden axe this is such a dumb reference they sort of look like the grabbers from tremors except that that's their back end instead of their front end don't know they look like a giant turkey leg with legs and on the like meaty end of the turkey leg is like a big toothy fucking face and whatever sideways mouth yeah and it's yeah it's a vagina mouth and it's a whole thing oh, vagina and, aliens yeah and like Sorry, i'm back <laughs> they uh f a bunch of them like go underneath the ship and they stick their tails which are three-pronged up into the ship and it They're locks them shit in weasels yeah, they call them shit weasels, but they're tiny when they're shit weasels, and these are the full-grown ones. They t stick their tails up in the ship, and the ship locks them in and pulls them up, and then it starts to self-destruct. 
which means it turns into this red fungus and then it explodes in like a wave of spores but then at the last second the spores like retract back to nothing and i just don't understand why uh the idea is that like if you encounter one of the aliens it might look like a gray but it's really one of these chicken leg shit weasel things and like when the shit weasels infect you it's like alien the movie alien but instead of like a chest burster, it is a thing that well, comes out of your. It's, it's dust, an ass. Yeah, yeah it, well, it comes out of your ass. Oh, and it's got it a fully infects you. Then it comes out as dust. Well, it. Well, I think it's different. That's the thing. I don't understand the rules. There's no. What are the rules? Yeah, and it comes out. and It's got like a vagina face with like a you know vagina dentata mouth full of teeth, but like the head is kind of dick like circumcised dick like, and oh then God. it's got a tail with like three prongs on it. I don't know. And it's like a big muscly fucking thing that tries to kill you. And like Jonesy, what happens is they meet a, a, a hiker in the woods and he's disoriented and fucked up and he might have like frostbite. And they're like, you know, are you OK? And he's like, I've been lost for like a whole day. He's like, come back to our cabin. I'll take care of you. And he gives him some soup. And the guy keeps belching and farting and whatever. Gaseous. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I ate some berries in the middle of the night. And that's probably what upset me. And uh, it turns out it's not that. It's that there's a shit weasel, like, and... and In his butt. It's, the, it's this red fungal infection that they call the Ripley, and they straight up say, like, it's named after the broad from Aliens. And that's what they do in the movie. Uh, that's what they do in the book, too. And it's terrible in both. I don't know. It's, like, unsubtle, and I don't know. Yeah, so but, what, I, what I would... So he... But, like, that guy, while they're not paying attention starts bleeding out of his body out of his butthole yeah runs into the bathroom and dies on the toilet because the shit weasel like rips its way out of his innards that's when we jason lee is like stuck on the toilet seat holding it down while jonesy uh goes to get like i don't even remember thomas jean's name in this movie uh, he's Henry. Henry. Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. Look at um, me go. Jonesy, which is... They don't say his name as, many, as much no, as other people. No, they call him H a lot. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. But... They say Jonesy all the time. They say Beeb. Yeah, Beaver. Jonesy is Damien Lewis. Damien Lewis goes to get, like, contact tape, he calls it, or whatever. Friction, Friction tape. tape but it's, it yeah, and he's gonna, like, tape the bowl of the toilet shut because this guy died shitting a shit weasel in the toilet. As one does. I can't give a synopsis of the aliens because I don't understand them. They... Look like greys, except all of a sudden they boop. They all of a sudden look like these like running turkey legs. Mm -hmm. They look like the giant shit weasels, mm -hmm. except somehow the fungus, which they call Ripley after the broad from aliens, infects you and you get Lost. a shit weasel in you. And then the shit weasel rips out of your ass and you die. And then it lays eggs, which are full of like tiny shit weasels. I just yeah, but some people don't die, and then <laughs> yeah. others do die. And there's one thing is everybody dies that gets the fungus the only person that doesn't is jonesy and the theory put forth by the movie is that he got hit by a car and he died twice technically twice. He, his heart stopped twice for an unspecified amount of time and he, and like thomas jane delivers this in the third act yeah, in he, typical he thomas jane faction yeah he's kind of like yeah. he's like he died and he came back different like uh, just i just want my kids back yeah i just want my kids back and these sharks are too smart. Like, and like, <laughs> listen, I'm not fucking shitting on Thomas Jane at we all. Love I love Thomas, Thomas Jane. Jane. High fives to Thomas Jane forever. Hey, watch Great Watch is big supporters of Thomas oh, Jane. We are pro Thomas Very Jane. Very pro Thomas all Jane. All the goddamn way. King straight up was like, 
I was trying to think of what's the last safe space. Like, oh, and the bathroom. The bathroom is the last place of American freedom. It was the last place that you could feel like safe fleeing to. He was like, oh, I I figured I would make the bathroom unsafe for people. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's what he did. Like, shit weasels, they they brew in your guts instead of bursting forth from your chest like an alien. Uh, They burst right out of your ass while you're taking a big old messy shit. And Jason Lee was the first to go, which I feel is weird because I feel like the little shitheads are always the last to go. But they're like, nah, let's get rid of them first. Yeah, I was, I was saying South Park explored the same space in yes. the episode Reverse Cowgirl. Uh, it's with the you, toilet ghost or whatever. It's uh, the 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 ghost remember. of uh, John Crapper. Crapper or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other day, I returned <laughs> I returned a wallet to a man named Christopher John <laughs> Crap Jr. Wow. And I've been saying that name for like a whole day. It's very satisfying to say. <laughs> it's that Crapja Crapja. <laughs> Like uh, it's a very satisfying like alliteration. It's a fucking dream catcher. Interesting. Dream catcher. <laughs> I had I had one joke. What is it? If you have a blue unit, you should really see a doctor about that. <laughs> <laughs> so in the movie The Military <laughs> Owen, which is Tom Sizemore is in charge of like blue unit which is overseen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is overseen by Morgan Freeman, who plays Lieutenant Cur- Cur- Colonel Curtis. He's been chasing aliens for 25 years. 25 which years. Is why they've definitely been around here before this. Yeah, I don't outbreak. know. There's a Morgan lot of... Freeman is so angry in this movie. The whole movie, he's just so angry. Yeah, he's kind of just like, I don't know. It's ongoing angry energy. But okay, so I have a question. So at one point, Pete, which is Tim Oliphant, he, he's he got his leg broken. He's freezing in the snow. He's an alcoholic, but he doesn't want to admit it. So he, like, like stumps over to the car to get like the beer out of it comes back he's drinking in the snow and selling a car in his mind to yeah he's he's kind of flirting with so what happens is there's a car accident i'm not going to go into the details because honestly y'all don't deserve this nonsense like i i can't do this to you you are our listeners you are our friends i will not subject you to this nonsense if you the, want a play-by-play, I guess maybe there's yeah. another podcast where we'll the do four, that. The four of those guys go on a hunting trip every year, and yeah. at one point they split up where yeah. two guys go into town to get supplies. Yeah, one's hunting and, and the other one, back. yeah. Yep. And so they're coming back, and they're they're driving, there's a snow drift, so they're like, oh, speed up to get through it. They bust through the snow drift, and there's like somebody just sitting in the road, cross-legged. They swerve, and then the car goes out of control, and they roll, and he breaks. Uh, Tim Oliphant breaks his leg. Oh, uh, I would, I would help Tim so much. Of course you would. That's uh, not even up for debate. You don't uh, even need to say that. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, Damien Lewis is like him by amputating his limbs and keeping him in yeah, your house. Yeah, amputating like, his limbs. I, like, and... I, would, I would be like, I'll suck the poison out, baby. He's like, I wasn't bitten by a snake. He has this theory, which he espouses to the frozen lady they found in the middle of the road, where he's like, he's like, I think Duddit is an alien who gave us these super brain powers to prepare us for something, but I don't know what. Wow. But my question is, is that true? Like, in the grand scheme of things, is that true? So... Like, I, I kind of hate that we spent so much time on that flashback of where they find the girl in the storm drain because I don't feel like it really gets us a lot of places. But they have they have this fun little thing where, oh, God, now I'm forgetting, like, exactly what is said. But basically, like, oh, they're like, we have to save the girl. And he's like, oh, save the world. Oh, yeah. 
And they're like, no, 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 we'll save the world a different day, which they actually fucking do. So, I mean, like, okay, that's all great and cute. And then also in our climax, uh, Duditz actually does kind of transform into an alien in the canon uh, storyline for the movie. In the original, or not the original, the non-original, remember? Yeah, Yeah. in in the deleted scene ending, alternate ending or whatever, he just uses his powers to kind of explode the other alien and then he dies. Yeah, it's really anticlimactic. Um, But in the, like, you know, feature ending, uh, Duddits transforms into an alien. The one alien stabs him through the chest and then he when he transforms, has his own little stabby tail that then stabs the alien, the other alien in the back. And then they both kind of explode into red dust. It just looks like tantric alien sex. And yeah. I don't know exactly like yeah. what happened. Yeah. So, I mean, like, so from the actual, like, from the actual what you see ending, he's an alien. And then also, oh, yeah. yes. And, and from the, like, you know, Oh, we need to save the girl, save the world. Like, that is a thing. Save the cheerleaders, save the world. My question is, does giving them this shining, the the line. Oh, wait, I have to mention this, which is the one line that I really love. No, shut up. No, his, where Thomas Jane speaks all breathy, and he said, he's the one who made us like this. And then, uh, what's it, Sizemore is like, like what? And he said, you know, weird. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, There's so many things in it. That was good. That was was a great line. It is. And it holds on it for like a couple of seconds and then it cuts. <laughs> so he's just like, you know, weird. weird. And then it cuts. Because I thought there would be more to it. It's like, nope, just weird. No, it's like, it's almost like this movie is directed like shit. Well, <laughs> it's almost like it was a bad movie. It's so bad. There, dude. there were a lot of choices that I didn't care for. Oh, were there choices? So I'm assuming that there were choices that were made. My motherfucking question okay. was is that true though? Like does Duddits giving them the line, this this like connection between all of them, between the five of them, does that prepare them for anything? Like does that do anything? No, it all killed it, two of them. Yeah, like two of them die immediately. All it does is allow Duddits to get there, which in both endings, regardless of the ending, Duddits is the thing that kills the the bad alien, Mr. Gray. Mm-hmm. Which I have so many questions. Like, Mr. Gray takes over uh, and, uh, Jonesy. Uh, Jonesy, and it annoys me that his name's Mr. Gray. I don't know why. Well, because he's a gray. Because well, he's a gray alien. I know yeah. it's so annoying. Where it's just like, and especially when like. Donnie Wahlberg's character starts saying his name, which is Mitha Gay. It's the Gay. But it's also like, oh, it just it's... sounds like Donnie Wahlberg insulting people. Like, yo, Mr. Gay. Hey, Mr. Yeah. Gay over yo, there. Yo, Mr. Gay. Let's go, just go with a really obvious name for this thing. Right, yes. for the yes. gray like, alien. Yeah. Why in the movie do the aliens shape change to look like gray aliens? Because <sighs> what happens at the, at the cabin is that Jonesy meets a guy named Rick who is like, Lost and bewildered, and he brings him back to the cabin. But, like, so he shits out a shit weasel and dies, and then the shit weasel kills Jason Lee. Yeah. And Jonesy's holding the door shut, and then the the doorknob pulls out of the door, and the door creaks open, but it's too late because a shadow falls across him, and he looks, he turns and looks, and it's a giant, like, eight-foot gray alien. Mm Mm-hmm. And the shit weasel, like, swims out, like, across the floor between his legs and climbs, like, up the gray alien's body and then climbs down it. And the gray alien leans super close 
into Jonesy's face and then explodes into spores. Dust. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, that's fine. Like, me, sure. Like, I'll even buy that. I'll be, I'll buy all of that, even though it doesn't make any sense. And like, the alien in Aliens makes sense with a life cycle. It's an egg. Mm-hmm. The egg shoots a fucking spider vagina into your face. The vagina lays eggs in your stomach. The eggs burst forth and they become a new alien. Oh yeah, and eventually, eggs in this movie. right? And eventually, that would become like its own thing. But like, yeah, this, this thing lays this eggs have a and coherent. right. This thing lays eggs and the eggs are just tiny versions of the little fucking face hugger. Like, mm-hmm. it it's it looks like a dick. It looks like a muscular dick. But the end of like dick. the head, Do you the, know what a dick looks the like? frenulum would have a vaginal type mouth with a bunch of teeth in it. It's it's like I get it. I get what you're doing, Stephen King. You're being like, oh, the reason Alien worked was it was subverting the idea of like being able to impregnate men with things. That's the whole that's the whole point. Like, okay. And King was like, I'm gonna fuck with that. Which is also fine. I don't understand how the gray aliens are giant versions of that with like chicken legs and then the, they can turn into spores at any point and the spores are shapeshifters because at one point after Mr. Gray has infected Jonesy's body it turns into like a giant fucking monster chicken leg thing and it kills somebody but it doesn't destroy his clothes even though they're definitely not like a projection or an image or a shapeshift they are actual physical real world yeah. clothes that it's wearing so Jonesy's and then body... later in the finale it like separates fully from Jonesy's yeah. body Without any red shit or any... I don't understand. No, there was a little bit of a dust coming out, yeah. Yeah. But, like, yeah. So, Jonesy seems possessed, but also kind of can shapeshift while he's being possessed by this alien. It doesn't make a lot of sense. No, not at all. The rules don't make sense. One of the the things that we didn't talk about is the fact It sounds like Malcolm McDowell. (laughs) Would bang Malcolm McDowell in uh, Clockwork Orange Years. Um, But, uh... So, there's the part where Jason Lee... (laughs) Yeah. Jason Lee and, or not Thomas Jane, Jesus Christ, Damon Lewis are knocking on the door when Farting Dude is up in there. Yes. And he's talking to them really coherently, and he's like, you know, like, can't a man just get privacy and da-da-da? Then when they get in there, he's just dead, and they flop him over. I feel like that was the aliens, because there's no way that he was just alive one second and speaking like them and be like, I'm not bleeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- it was I, like an unconvincing thing, and that's I like just another don't understand. fucking layer where exactly. you're just like, I don't understand what are you doing? the way the possession, like, possession infection works. Because you're possessing him, and you're speaking for him. Like, there's no and way to you weren't speaking fair, for him. And to be fair, I, I kind of remember the book. It's been years since I read it, but, like, I don't remember it being either more clearly defined or this vague like I, th- I feel like this is a translation issue oh but yes. sometimes they're not entirely sure if somebody's speaking to them verbally or if they're hearing it in their mind it's like i just want like jason lee to shovel peanut butter into my mouth while timothy oliphant like does like mysterious time travel like fingering inside of me and i want to see god we all want to see God. Yeah, I mean, I want to be fingered hey, so hey, hard wait, wait. by Timothy Oliphant, I see God. Yeah, but have you ever thought about this? What if God was one of us? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Hey, wait, wait, you guys ready for my only other joke that I wrote down? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> this movie is a duditz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that got a laugh. All right. It's terrible. All right. All right. So, it's so bad, but cheers. if you so watch the, it, you know. You ah, know. grazie, grazie. Molto bene. Um, Mamma mia. So... <laughs> 
I love Mom and Me. It's a great movie. Here we go. Um, I do love ABBA. They're back. Whoa. So my initials are ABBA Beth. It's not a great middle name. It's a very no. typical, it's an average woman. It's a very typical middle name for people that are named either Aaliyah or Leah. That's it. That's all my name well, means. Well, my name is uh, Hunter Montgomery Bush, which sounds... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello, yes. I'm Hunter Montgomery Bush. Hello, Montgomery. Welcome to my estate where we hunt people. <laughs> Your estate. <laughs> I'm very tired of dealing with humans, so I decided to hunt them. It's the only way I can possibly even fathom dealing with the lower class. The last oh, sport boy. that a well, man hasn't achieved is hunting man. Now, please put on your galoshes and your safari hat. Our master of ceremonies, of course, as always, is Kelsey Grammer. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> baby, I hear the blues are calling. We're going to hunt people in a swamp. Toss people and scrambled legs. <laughs> Please, Kelsey Grammer, please come on the podcast. Kelsey Grammer. Come on the podcast, pick a movie. It doesn't have to be one you're in. It can be whatever you want. We will watch it. We will talk Uh, about it. You want to do Money Plane. I definitely do. (laughs) It has Edge in it. Pro wrestler Edge, Adam Copeland. Also, one of the Lawrence brothers directed it. What? How did I not know this? Andrew Lawrence, the littlest Lawrence. No. Little Lawrence, he directed it. From I, Gasoline look, Alley? Look, I might, I might, or I may or may not check up on the Lawrence Brothers every few years. That's I'm sorry. So this episode comes out between Christmas and New Year's. So <laughs> if you want to get me a Christmas present, a copy of Money Plane is a very good gift. Money Plane, please. Money Plane, please. Hi, 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 hi. Oh, so. Also, Jenny Slade, if you want to come on the podcast, yeah. please do. Money Plane, please. <laughs> So I guess we should get to the end of the film here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there are two endings. So the and main I... ending of the movie is that after we have killed half the fun cast, the good cast, which yeah. is the bangable cast, it's the more bangable. <laughs> I mean, like, look, Thomas Jane bangable, but like yeah. Timothy Oliphant, Jameson Lee, Jameson Lee, <sighs> the bangablest. Oh my god, like threesome dreams. All right, yeah. would my name is Earl have been as profitable or successful if it was called My Name Is Beaver? <laughs> No. Oh, Timothy Olyphant was in an episode of My Name is Earl, was and they gave really? him like a half bald cap, and his name was uh, Billy Reed. I'm Billy Reed. I slept with four women. Well, he's great on like The Office. He's great on. Dude, he's so good at all of his cameos. because yeah. Timothy Olyphant is a fucking treasure, and like, yes, the nation sets aside its no, different like, differences to agree on Timothy Olyphant. Like hyperbole, hyperbole aside. Um, no, he's great. There's like, no hyperbole. He's like legitimately like a Swiss Army knife. Like he's he's like the John Hamm thing of like he's handsome, so you think like he's gonna have a spe- specific set of skills, but he's also very funny, very self-effacing, has good timing, knows how to deliver lines. It's exactly the John Hamm thing. Oh my of god, like, John Hamm in Toast of London. Have oh you ever my wa- god! Oh, so good. They're doing a sequel, Toast Stop. of Los Angeles. Yes, yes, no I think I heard about way. that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. With well, with there, I I heard they're trying to get John Hamm back to because like that's gonna be the through line. But did but, like, you? Because you have a hair of his charisma. Yes. But like no charisma. <laughs> Timothy <Olyphant>. Father. <laughs> that my roommate says that that's uh, if there was a character that was ever like me, it's that. But uh, John Hamm and Timothy Oliphant have played tennis together, and God to be a fly in the wall. To be a ball. Just slapped by both of them. To be a ball on the fly. Mm. (laughs) Mm. God, between John Hammond and the Olivant playing tennis, I'd tennis elbow that one any day. I don't know what that means. Keep going. 
Anyway, so the movie, like, ends or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, credits roll. Bye-bye. It's so dumb. Honestly, it's... there are aliens. There's military guys. Well, we've already covered that. I mean, we've covered yeah, that shit. There's Stephen King. Um, the that's cliche yeah. bullies there's... every so, time. Okay, two things. Yeah. There's no Stephen King cameo in this. None. No. Because he was still recovering, so I assume he was just like, I'm not up to Drugs. it. Drugs. Um, but, like, the finale of this is that Duddits. They, they, okay. I Duddits. Yeah. Tom oh, Jane. God, we didn't even talk about Scooby-Dooby-Doo. I hate it. Yeah, Tom Jane takes... Ugh. They they go to Derry, Der- famous Stephen King location, Derry. It's where Derry, it, Maine, it baby. takes place. Um, they pick up Duddits, who he is learning disabled. He, you know, is it's like, dying from leukemia. Yeah, and now he's point. dying from leukemia. And his because, nose is always running for some reason. Yeah, they just, never clarify this. Sickly. Oh God, it's the worst. And his his mom yeah, is like, he's been waiting. He's so sick. Yeah, his, <sighs> his mom is like, he's been waiting for you. And she gives them like medicine is like here you go like Scooby Doo lunchbox. She also I hate she it. straight does up the same like victory yeah. hands that he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's a thing that he does, so she does it back. You know, it's yeah. it's mim- mimicking for yeah. him. Sure. But she's like, she knows like. Sure. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Go Hi, I'm on a podcast and I'm gonna eat a piece of chocolate. <clears throat> yep. Oh boy. Um, I'm gonna eat a Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> as awkward as possible, please and thank you. Breathe yep. through your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> breathe through your mouth and then through your butt and then through your mouth again. I don't <laughs> breathe through your butt. It sounds like fucking beaver. Like, breathe through your butt. Fuck me. Bitches on a buzzsaw or whatever. <laughs> fuck me, Freddy. Fuck me, Freddy. Would fuck you- a duck. Breathe through your butt. <laughs> Would you fuck me, Freddy? Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me, Freddy. I'd fuck me. I'd fuck a duck. Would you fuck a duck? So. God, I, I would fuck Jason Lee. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, God. I, but, like, what would be even better is meeting Paul Simonon, but we'll get into that another day, especially him and the gorillas with Damon Albarn, which blur helped me revive my, um... <sighs> My sexuality at one point when I was like feeling like low in libido at one time in my life, I was like, I lost my sex drive. And then I watched Blur music videos and I was like, well, Blur made me horny. And uh, that's a story. Anyway, Dreamcatcher, let's continue. Welcome back to Stream of Consciousness Radio. <laughs> so the finale I mean, of this film yeah, is we, that Tom is Jane. Tom he Jane, shows Tom, up Jane, with Tom, Don Jane. Wahlberg as Duddits. And they're there and. Jonesy slash Mr. Gray, which is the psychic uh, representation of the alien greys, which can shapeshift into Ugh. red spores. Worse. But they're not the mold, because that's a separate thing, I guess. And whatever the no fuck. And they idea. can become physical beings at will, which it kind of makes, like, I kind of get it. There's a kind of biotech sort of thing, which is present in other sci-fi, but it's yeah. not really explained or elaborated on this in a way that makes sense or feels real. It just feels convenient. Right. But anyway, he's trying to take a dog that he filled full of red spores and a buttworm, and butt he's, trying to, he's trying to throw that dog into the reservoir because it will infect all of Boston. And Mark Gotta Wahlberg was like... Get the fuck up there, bro. Donnie, fucking you shave same, your fucking you eyebrows and put a bunch of Vaseline on your goddamn eyelids. <laughs> and I really want to see you till after Thanksgiving <laughs> when we've all fucking, uh, we've all had a happy holiday and you fucking stop the aliens from taking over. Okay, you gotta bro? You got to go make Ma proud. Yeah, you got to go, go make 
I'm gonna go have go or do golf and uh, eat I'm gonna ten go, meatballs. Yeah. I'm gonna go golf and eat a bunch of Swedish meatballs or whatever. And, and you then better I'm save go in the Boston. Cryogenic chamber. Because if I fucking get out on the fourth green and there's a goddamn bunch of red fucking spores, I'm gonna flip the fuck out. Bro. I'm just picturing him this entire time being in the fucking departed, leaning over the desk, being like. If I see a fucking bunch of butt aliens, I'm gonna be fucking twisted. He's goddamn good. He's in so that. good. Like, I mean, we've I mean, we've done amazing. we've done multiple multiple Mark Wahlberg movies on this podcast, and like we are strongly in support of him as an actor. Happening's garbage, but that's not his fault. Yes. So Jonesy slash Mr. Gray is gonna like throw the fucking dead ass dog in the reservoir. Um, the dog dies. A butt weasel comes out of the butt, and butt weasel. And that's when Tom Jane shows up. He shoots the butt weasel. The butt weasel jumps up and, like, bites on the end of the gun. And he shoots it right through its ass. And that's in both versions of the ending. So they were like, that's a killer scene. We got to keep that. They were adamant about that. So in the theatrical version, Duddits then comes in. A weird thing happens where all the red spores leave Jonesy's body and form, like, a giant butt weasel with chicken legs. Yep. And it's got, you know, a big old vagina mouth full of teeth. And it, it... technically kind of kills Duddits with its tail. Yeah, jabs into Duddits' chest and he dies, but then he turns into a weird alien that looks different and... We assume he's from a different planet. Yeah, and it also has a different like, scorpion-y tail and it stabs that guy. Then they form like a... All four homoerotic gay alien sex. Yeah, they they form like a weird umbilical sack around each other and they both light up and explode into red spores and I was like okay but isn't that the same fucking shit as like has infected everybody the whole movie whatever and the like manhole cover is off of the reservoir cap so like wouldn't those spores go into the water supply and isn't that what we were trying to avoid and I don't fucking understand and then all that happens is Tom Jane goes Jonesy and oh wait you forgot that he steps on a Oh, I mean, like, there is, like, one of the buttworm eggs cracks mm-hmm. open really fast, and the buttworm is crawling to the water supply, but he's crushed it. It doesn't matter. Jonesy tries to squish it, and then Thomas Jane goes, Yeah, Tom Jonesy. Jane goes, Jonesy? And, then, and Damien Lewis does this, like, smile, like, Hey, buddy. And it cuts to hard cut two credits. And I was like, ends. that's trash. So then the credits play. There's, like, eight seconds of, like, earlier when all four of the dudes are just hanging out, being Buddy's dudes, guys. telling stories around the dinner table. And I'm like, oh, it's just a fun bro hangout movie, but that just ends. And the credits play through, and then I went to pee, and when I came back, they're like, oh, there's another ending that we can watch on the DVD. So we watched it, and the only difference is Duddits walks in, does the same thing, says the same shit, and then just does the finger twirly thing and finger blasts the... scooby dooby do we got work to do, yeah. which is my... Oh, it's bad. God, and, no, but do you remember when Jonesy says that one point yeah. where he just says it seriously? He doesn't say it with, like, any, yeah. like, irony. He's like, no. scooby dooby do we got work to do, and yeah, I hated it. like a lead balloon. It's kind Ugh. of like... I hated it so much. It's kind of like a call to action. He's like... I don't want to do it. He's like, Scooby Dooby Doo, we got some work to do now. I know. Like, yeah, 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 you're right. I get so what it's much. supposed to be doing, but it wasn't well done. So, it's so yeah, Duddits has a Scooby Doo lunchbox, and that becomes part of their, like, group vernacular and all that. Ugh. But, like, it's, Same thing with No Balance, No Play. Which doesn't come up at all. SSDD, it doesn't matter. Yeah, SSDD, same shit, different day. Like, all these weird. But none of it comes to anything, really. Which is why it's the day that shit was different. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The day where shit was different. The day. The day shit was different. Um, 
But yeah, so all that happens there is... There was a day. Duddits comes in, he does the finger bang thing, and the little... It's bang, like, bang. it looks like the CG shitty time spiral from Donnie Darko. Yes, And yes. it hits the, you know, chicken leg fucking thing in the chest, and that, it turns into spores exactly the same <laughs> as the normal thing. And then he just drops dead. He goes, I done it. And he drops dead in the doorway. And then... He goes, the, leukemia. Yeah, he goes, I have leukemia. And then he dies. And then it cuts to no Damien, Damien Lewis and Tom Jane in a in a Graveyard. cemetery. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he really saved us, whatever. And they have a brief conversation. And then they sing we Blue the Bayou Wait, wait, wait we again. put the Scooby-Doo lunchbox down. Yeah, they put the Scooby-Doo go, lunchbox down. I'm going grave. back someday. Right. And it's just like, Come one night. but that's not in the regular ending. And I was like, why? It doesn't, it's not dependent on anything. Like he dies in both versions and that would actually make a better through line of blue Bayou. It Honestly. just sort of dr- drops in the middle. Like it's a mess. Oh my God. That's the end of the movie. That's both ends of the movie. And that was it. So I took too many notes cause we didn't even talk about any of them. <laughs> And I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. I don't. I there's nothing to talk about. We talked about all the important parts, which was who is in it, and then the important parts of what happens, which are the beginning and the end. The middle doesn't matter. Yeah, there's no middle. Horny nonsense, which also I mean, is there horny nonsense? I mean, in this podcast, yes. Oh, oh, oh! oh, I was gonna say my horny nonsense because yeah, it's pretty horny. Once again, this is Hey Watch Great Watch, the podcast that fucks. Like we (laughs) we fuck, we fuck, fuck. Yeah, hey Joe Rogan. Hey, Joe Rogan, we fuck. Do you fuck? You don't fuck. There's three of us on here, which means we fuck thrice as hard. I'm pretty sure that at least at the bare minimum, me and Hunter might be taller than Joe Rogan. Apparently, there was some skywriting above Los Angeles saying Joe Rogan is literally five foot three inches tall, which apparently is not true. Oh. It's just funny that somebody wanted to rent a plane (laughs) to tell people that. Somebody thought he would be mad about it. I bet they were right. (laughs) Oh, God. But he does appear to be accurately around five foot seven and a half inches. Oh. So just, just compared to photos of him, him standing around other people. Just so everybody knows, to Joe Rogan's credit, canonically, Wolverine is five six. <laughs> okay, okay. He is Canadian, Ooh. and he is a tiny, He's Ray Mysterio's brother. height, and he also is. my height. That's true. I mean, look, Sam Rockwell is shorter than his lady, and I think that they, uh, I yeah, think he is a fucking dream. And a pleasure, and they even said in interviews, like him and Leslie, they have his longtime uh, yeah. partner, have been like, "What is your uh, secret to longevity? Great fucking sex." And yeah. it's like, "Yeah, dude, I bet you Sam Rockwell fucks. I've seen that man dance." Do not discount the short kings, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, dude, I've fucked so many short guys. It's it's great. It's great. Look, I'm five foot eight, so I'm not like height short. is a dumb thing to disqualify somebody yeah, look, for. I'm I'm not short, but I definitely like a guy I can look the, look in the eyes because I don't trust you unless I can. <laughs> look, and like the thing is, is I usually go for guys about six foot tall, and it's not like intentional; it just happens. But yeah. they usually have bad posture. But Bang Bro, we're fully in support of Bang Bro. He we're pro. <laughs> pro pro Bang Bro pro Bang Bro. He is six foot tall, but he has good posture, and it's like, oh, this is what six foot tall actually looks <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. And it's like a little less trustworthy, but like. But I'll say I'll say this. He came up into my room the other day and I'm on my laptop doing my schoolwork and I start making some jokes. He comes over, starts making out with me, pulls me to the edge of the bed, starts going down on me. I'm like, this is amazing. So uh you know what? Maybe he is trustworthy for a six foot tall guy. That's all I'm saying. To be fair, you don't know. He might have been picking your pocket while he's going down on you. 
<laughs> I wasn't wearing pants. That was all right, right. But that's the thing is like you're not even paying attention. He's taking the wallet out of your pants. I wasn't. No, no. I'm telling. Yeah, I know you, you weren't wearing pants, but the pants were over there. And the pants were. He took the wallet out of them. So like, look, people, you can trust six foot tall guys. It's fine. I've made my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> so boxes you can trust six foot tall men yeah but like try to go six foot two or three and you're like it's out it's done i'm sorry like for for clarification i am six one <laughs> i am a big support so i am Look, like right on the cusp maybe you can trust me maybe you can't who if knows we're talking karen culkin i love succession and i'm sure nicholas braun who plays cousin greg is trustworthy he's six foot oh, i like eight. cousin it he's my favorite, oh, my favorite succession cousin <laughs> As far as succession, I think he's short, but... Brian Cox is like, there's nothing for you that way, Wolverine! And then Cousin It shows up, and he's like... Why does Brian Cox always have a British accent when he's Scottish? I don't understand it, but continue. I don't know, but he did those those McDonald's commercials where he straight up goes... I'm loving it. <laughs> I think this is a great place to like come to a conclusion, honestly, is yeah, Brian Cox so... on McDonald's commercials. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I will go first. This is a one. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so boring. Everything doesn't work. They cast four handsome character actors and Damian Lewis questionable. I think Damian Lewis is handsome. He's he's not as engaging to as the other three for me, but like he's not a bad guy. They're supposed to be guy. like four schlubby guys from you No, know, no, they're New just England. supposed to be average guys and yeah. I think you need th- I think you need maybe one handsome guy and three character actors. I'm sorry, but I'm niche with Jason Lee, but like Timothy Oliphant and Thomas Jane are inarguably handsome. I think you need three like character actor, character actors, and then maybe one handsome guy to be like your marquee lead guy, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's just it. I don't know. They they don't gel together. They don't seem to have chemistry. They don't feel like good. Yeah. Like okay, the the scene of them at the dinner table, they kind of play excerpts from during the credits. Is like it should kind of feel like the the um fuck is that movie? Pulp Fiction. No, yeah, it should feel like <laughs> Pulp Fucking Fiction. <laughs> It should feel like uh... <laughs> my dinner with Andre. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my dinner with Andre. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Just keep naming goddamn <laughs> movies that um, it's not. I think maybe what like uh, twenty eight days later. Um, <laughs> yeah, it should feel like twenty eight days later. Wayne's should feel, World. Um, should feel exactly like Wayne's World. Should feel like Demolition sh- Man. Uh, we should could mention Full Metal Jacket again. Should feel like the Big Chill. It should feel like people who have rapport who get each other's jokes and references, who have an easygoing manner amongst each other. It's so stiff and stagey. It feels no, like... Instead, it Jason feels, Lee just says, I got blown last night. Like, all the dialogue is ostensibly fine. It's not delivered well. It feels like a like an amateur production of something. It feels like day one shit. Yeah, like, I feel like they should have, like, a thing where Richie goes to say, like... F- not Richie. 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 Richie Tozier. Richie Tozier. Yeah, no, you're, uh, yeah. No. Fucking Jason Lee. Um, Jason Lee Beaver. goes... Beaver! Yeah, Beaver goes to say, like, fuck me, Freddy, but somebody else is, like, doing it with him, where it's just like... Fuck oh, me, Freddy. Fuck me, Freddy. Yeah. Yeah. We're... They all you know, know it. No, they all and, know. And, and half the dialogue for this entire movie, the entire runtime of this movie, is exposition. They and all most, catchphrases. Yeah, and most of it is the kind of exposition where it's like, well, as you know, we work for the military and we're right. called Blue Boy uh, Unit. Yeah, Blue Unit. And <laughs> I'm the boss and you're Owen. And it's just like, it's telling people shit they know and it just, Ugh. it clunks so fucking hard like, like Star Wars, right? Yeah. So when they, they go to the fucking... As you know, this is a Death Star, and right. we're going to blow up Alderaan. Yeah, none of that shit happens. Oh, when yeah. they go to they go to the canti- they go to the cantina, right? Yeah. There's <laughs> one single line of dialogue. 
And that line of dialogue is, I've never seen a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. And then it's just music and shots of these guys being creeps. Yeah. And like nobody, like nobody shows up and is like, oh, it's me. I'm Pondababa, the walrus man. And you know, I'm wanted on the 90s star systems for fucking like jizzing in their uh, cream cheese or whatever. Like none of that shit. Like, it's just like, oh, you just know they're all undesirable weirdos and creeps and probably criminals. <laughs> and it feels weird to be in here for farm boy Luke Skywalker to be in. It. Like, Ugh. it feels weird. He feels weird in here. And like, yeah, they definitely wait, don't wait. serve blue milk. No, they you what? get all that without anybody being like, well, you know, this is where all the criminals hang out. Like, it's one line dialogue. And then the scene tells the rest of it. I got to say, show don't tell. I got to say and this movie is tell <laughs> and then also don't show, which is the wrong way to do it would bang Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was it. That was it. I just like I like a good moisture farmer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you know Quite. what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> um He's like play with my twin sons of Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some weird milk. God. I got some weird God, I, milk. I do I do love a transition. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a straight up Star Wars joke in Twice. this, dude. There like, are two. There are at least two Star Wars like George gotta, Lucas it's wipes. Be where a joke reference? Or no, something. no. The first one definitely is the music cue. The music is by James Newton Howard, who has done a bunch of movie scores. Um, but he he does this. It's kind of forgettable, except for a couple things. And There's one no of them, John Williams. No, and one bum, of them bum, is bum, like, bum, 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 bum. yeah, it's this big dumb like like swell, and it sounds kind of Star Warsy. And then there's a side scrolling wipe. And then it's it's Tom Sizemore in a hazmat suit going like. You get it? You get it? Yeah, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, oh, they're doing references to all the sci-fi shit. Because, like, King was like, oh, the we call the red fungus Ripley after that badass broad from Alien. I mean, yeah. like, and his excuse is like, I was real fucked up at the time. <laughs> and then I was trying to get clean from being real fucked up. And it's like, that's totally fair. This should not be a movie, though. And he would probably agree with you. Jason Lee and Timothy Olyphant had better chemistry in My Name is Earl in one episode than they did in this whole movie. No, yeah, nobody's got chemistry, really. Like, it's very stiff. It's very stagey. It feels... And there's no real actual overwhelm. Like, every reaction is underwhelming. Like, when, yeah. like we, I wrote down the whole conversation when Thomas Jane comes into the cabin to discover that Beaver is dead, which is, he oh. comes in and goes, hello, oh. he goes, Aaliyah, you may not know this because you're oh. not a screenwriter like sorry. I want to be. Oh, sorry. This is what we call the three Beavs school of screenwriting, <laughs> where well. you open a scene with a character saying, hey, Beave, I'm back, <laughs> and then they see that their friend Beaver has died in the bathroom, and they, <laughs> they go, go, oh, Beave. And then... After they survive an attack by the butt weasel, they set the cabin on fire and then they go, so see you long. later, Beave. So long, so long Beave. So and that's, that's his emotions towards his fucking friend dying in the middle of the toilet in this red guck that he has no idea what's right. happening. He goes into the bathroom. Unfazed. His friend is dead. Everything is covered in a giant like layer of red mold. And he just kind of looks at it like, oh, that's weird. And it just none of it feels real. It doesn't it. feel, yeah, it doesn't feel in the moment. Nope. I I kind of appreciate that if it was an intentional archetype, but it's not. What, the three beefs? Yeah. Oh, you've never heard of the three beefs school of writing? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I write everything from the three beefs point of view. I, I, rather, I rather liked Swiss Army Man. Yeah. Which I believe um, somebody in an interview was talking about. Well, yeah, it's the movie where the first fart makes you laugh and the last fart makes you cry. All the That's parts true. in this movie were awful. Yeah, the parts in the movie were yeah. not sad or funny. Yeah. 
They were kind of funny. Oh. They were kind of funny, but they were not yeah. heart wrenching. Yeah. Swiss Army Man, by the way, very good movie. See yeah. It. Continue. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't farts. You were speaking of farts. <sighs> no. It's Academically. Just... And then you guys let <laughs> yeah. other people know. Hate watch or sure. great watch. Yeah, hate watch or great watch. Oh. Hate watch. Yeah, I mean, you were checked out. I didn't. I didn't even like the book, man. No, it's and, bad. And the movie, like I said, I had seen parts of it. It's not better to watch it through, and I'd heard it wasn't better to watch it through. It's not. And, like, one of my favorite line reads was Tom Sizemore just being, like, in the helicopter going, Get them out of there! Get them! <laughs> yeah, and Hunter's like, oh, yeah, the guy that can yell, they got yeah, in the role where he, they, they let They correctly yell. cast Tom Sizemore as guy yeah. yelling in this yeah. scene. Yeah. They yeah. incorrectly cast him earlier as guy who's like, hey, I think you've maybe gone too far. Right. Which is not a Tom Sizemore role. Right. Bad call. Yeah. Not I f- good. Yeah, I found a lot of the dialogue was a little disingenuous. I think maybe some of that might be from reshoots or maybe actors having to act to a tennis ball, which I imagine is hard. Uh, yeah, this mm-hmm. is a little rough. The stuff that worked in the book didn't work as well here, and there wasn't even a lot of stuff that worked in the book because I had a hard time with the book. So, yeah, like yeah, I said, yeah. catch and release. Mm-hmm. I, I got it from the thrift store, and then I gave it back after I finished. I read it, because and I, I didn't ever like... want to think about it, but then Aaliyah made me think about it. Right. Catch and release, the, another of the worst <laughs> Timothy Olyphant films. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was like one of the only Stephen King books that I was really just underwhelmed one. with. Aaliyah, hey, watch, great watch. Okay, so despite my love for Jason Lee and Timothy Olyphant, despite how bad I would bang... Most of the cast. Majority of the cast. Like 70% Like of the cast. a lot of them. Like, I would... It would definitely be an some orgy. Of, how about some of those CGI animals? I mean, you know, like, I'm not gonna deny, like, a little, like, tools, like, being used to, like, you know, satisfy me, but I really feel like Olyphant would do just enough. All I'm saying is, Timothy Olyphant, like, look, if you have an open marriage... I'm open to it. <laughs> I, you guys have been together literally as long as I've been alive. Hate and, marriage, great marriage. Yeah, and my body is ready. It's a 30-something-year-old body, and, like, look, I'm not trying to say, your wife is gorgeous. She's wonderful. I'm sure she's amazing. But, like, look, if you have an open thing, this 30-year-old body's ready. Thirty. Right. I'm sorry, I'm 32. I'm lying. I'm lying to you. I'm 32. I want to be an honest person. Same for Jason Lee. I, I just, hey. Anyway, point is... Despite all of that, um, no, it was a total hate watch, and I knew it going in because I, as I said, I brought in Deep Blue Sea because it's fucking great, and then I was like, let's bring down the hammer, let's bring down that gauntlet for a, like, undeniably bad film. Sure. And that would be Dreamcatcher. So, usually when there is a unanimous hate watch, we make some suggestions for, like, a similar vibe film that you might recommend. Does anybody have anything for that? Ooh, let's hmm. think. I mean, I would suggest watching the series for Castle Rock, honestly. Yeah, Castle Rock is good. Uh, we were talking a little bit about The Thing. That's yeah, a the weird thing is alien, another good one. shape-shifty, that's, wintry movie. That's actually better. a very good alternative to this. Way I, better. I would definitely recommend, um, yeah, John Carpenter. Snake, Snake Plissken's in it. So fuckable. <laughs> I mean, Goldie Hawn agrees. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a couple where it's like if you have an open marriage, please either one of you please contact Both, me. Both, please, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I will be the meat in that sandwich. <laughs> a snake plus can go. I'm yeah. sorry, is they I'm sorry, an overboard sandwich? <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, let's let's go for it. Yeah, the thing, I would say Castle Rock. I mean, fuck it, this is a little sideways, but if you want uh farts and jokes Great. and stuff, so sorry, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. There yeah. Yeah. There you go. 
It's not aliens, but it is farts and jokes and heart. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Farts and jokes and hearts. Those are that's three yeah. of the things that you need to summon Captain Planet. <laughs> Thanks for listening. But if you need, if you need, let's go back. If you need a really good Thomas Jane Timothy Oliphant to watch, watch the episode of My Name Is Earl. Just one. It's just one I mean, episode. Look, okay, t- okay. My Name Is Earl is a great show, kind of in line with Frasier, where it's it makes you show. feel good. There is an episode of My Name Is Earl where Timothy Oliphant plays a character named Billy Reed. Who slept with four women, and he does drag racing and uh, likes uh, sucking on toes. Is that when you race, but you're in a dress? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So he's like a toe sucker, drag racer, fucking. It's amazing, and they make him ugly in the show. It's it's <laughs> wonder. They give him like a balding cap where he's not just bald; he's like balding. Like it's so it's not Hitman where he's like fully bald where you're kind of like yeah, it's still fuck him. It's like he right. has like the old yeah, yeah. man like shoe horseshoe. Yeah, the the George Costanza. Oh, they give him that, and they're like, go with that, and they like make him like tr- like oh, it's a, it's a look, it's a look. He's amazing in that. So if you need to see those two combined, which sometimes I do. I watched that episode, and I feel good about everything. It's a good combo. I think about, like, wow, they met in Dreamcatcher. What a fucking thing to meet in. Yeah, what a a bunch of people to waste on this thing. Oh, yeah, God. It was such a good... It had so much potential. And fell so flat. Cast should be... I mean, the cast is good. Movie should be good based on the cast. It is not. Nope. Nope. Hate Watch. Aaliyah, do you have anything you would like to plug? God, I mean, I'm. I, I was gonna Maybe say your I'm, social media accounts. I have to promote myself, which is I'm pretty great. Um, and so if you want to, here's the thing: my Twitter is basically just a rant of me like talking about sex all the time, which is basically what this podcast was, which is stuff I do not post onto Instagram just because, like, uh, you know, place and time. So I'm gonna release it here, and I never release it, but my Twitter is Cookie Puss and Chill. Anyway, and then my Instagram name is. I hate the stupid fucking drum beat. Or if you want uh, to to get my outfit uh, outfit of the day, which is uh, not been updated in five months or something, it's like uh, sad clown chic. <laughs> so I have sad clown chic. I hate the stupid fucking drum beat. Instagrams, cookie puss and chill on Twitter. And all I'm saying is like, yes, I do have great handles. <laughs> what up? And I have a great handle on life. Because I'm a gem, I'm a might be a Gemini, but I'm a Virgo rising and a Capricorn moon. That's all I gotta say. Hire me, baby. Hire me. Thanks for listening. Email us at write hate watch great watch. That's W R I T E H W G W at gmail.com. Leah needs a job. <laughs> you can follow us at HWGW Podcast on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, new episodes every other Wednesday. That's every, every other, other Wednesday. Wednesday on every movie- other Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Moviejohn.com. And please subscribe to the Movie John Patreon if you haven't. Stay horny. That's good advice. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Frazier. Frazier. Welcome back to Doing Cocaine with (laughs) Frasier Crate. Niles, get my, I don't know, what's a cocaine thing? Get my coke straw. (laughs) Niles, will you hand me my vial?
Gets my Edwardian mirror. Niles, get my vials. <laughs> Daphne, bring your long fingernails. <laughs> that transatlantic accent, I tell you, it gets me every time. I mean, it's Come a good, on. it's a great voice. And that I jazzy mean, soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why it feels good to watch, like, Cowboy Bebop. A cow- I just compared Cowboy Bebop. Okay, actually, I did start writing an article. I mean, obviously, once. Cowboy Bebop is the Fraser Crane of anime. I won't lie. I did start writing an article comparing uh, Cowboy Bebop and Fraser. It's probably too late because I'm sure it's, like, already about to come out. But they should have uh, uh, Kelsey Grammer narrate the live action oh my God, that would be Cowboy Bebop. Where every episode ends with him being like, see you, Space Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> so- Kelsey Grammer, please heat our call.